You know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting. And that, of course, means it's time for us. Us being those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton in the studio. He is Jeff Smith, Timbergate Golf Course in Edinburgh, Indiana. We're going to be talking about some new rules that take effect on the 1st of January. Now, don't do these on the 31st of December. We don't need no stinking rules. But just in case. I mean, what fun is it not following them if you don't know they're there to follow? They changed a couple things, and I thought it was kind of smart, actually, a couple things they did. Yeah, they, they actually make sense, which is it's, it's kind of scary when you read the new rules and you go, well, well, now this makes sense. Total and perfect sense. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about how you prepare for a round that's important. Yeah, with with a champion, obviously, is quite good at preparing for important rounds. That uh, have some fun with that. Yeah, we will have some fun with that. And I don't want you to feel bad about yourself. But the champion we will be talking to is 16 now? 15. 15. Just turned 15. And has accomplished more in the world of golf than probably most of our audience has in toto. Combined. Probably. But that's okay. <laughs> because, you know, we need to we, we need to feel good about something. And if we can feel good about somebody else, then that's fine. It is golf after all. So we're going to be talking about those things uh, and, and a lot more. And and again, got some feedback from last week's show with Craig. Oh, yeah. Uh, the the dude was, uh, I mean, he was, he was pretty cool. We just want to say hi to him again and thank him again for participating with us last week. And if if you've got any uh, um, stories, make it up. We don't care. It's radio. Just. You know, get in touch with us. and <laughs> We do it every day. Yeah, we make it up <laughs> all the time. So just let us know. You, we'd love to have you come on, participate with us. You can, uh, you know, give us the good, the bad, the ugly, the whole nine yards. And again, maybe we should reinstitute the whole Jeff's quick fix thing, man, and let you fix people live on the air on the radio here. So, That'd be a good idea. Yeah, we will work on that, too. So if you've got a problem you want Jeff to, uh, to tackle for you, uh, just... Email us. Let us know. We'd be more than happy start to get with you. you. Today. I got one that'll help you. Stop leaning to the right a little bit. Okay, cool. Oh, I got that. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, help. I've seen your setup. New rules <laughs> and a bunch more coming up. We are those weekend golf guys. Hang with us. Of course, we have a Facebook page. Facebook.com slash golf guys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us. Facebook.com slash golf guys. Paid for by government.com. The 1878 to 1921 Morgan Silver Dollar, a true American classic and one of the most iconic silver dollar coins in history. It's been 100 years since the last Morgan Silver Dollar coin was struck for circulation. And now, for a limited time only, full pound bags of original U.S. government struck Morgan dollars are being released to the public. That's right. You can own a full pound of 1878 to 1921 classic American Morgan Silver Dollar coins, all in very good collector condition with fully visible dates and mint marks. Guarantee. Call 1-800-473-1745 now to secure collector-grade U.S. Morgan Silver Dollars by the pound, struck during the Wild West and the Gilded Age. Plus, receive a bonus American Collector's Pack, valued at over $25, free with every order. Call 1-800-473-1745 now to secure your full pound bag of Morgan Silver Dollar coins before they are gone. 1-800-473-1745. That's 1-800-473-1745. 
Live. NSS, those weekend golf guys, uh, you know, for, for half the country, at least, it's a little chilly. It's been unseasonably warm here in the uh, the Mid-South, Midwest, whatever part of the country we are officially in. Mid-South? Really? Southern Indiana? No, Louisville, no, no. Kentucky? Mid-South? Louisville, Louisville, Kentucky doesn't know uh-huh. if it is the northernmost southern city or the southernmost northern city. They have such an identity crisis, they don't know whether they're coming or going. So they all affect probably closer say, to the we've got some new rules we got to deal with. We don't need enough thinking rules. Remember, that's the theme of this show. Well, yeah, but like we said, it's, you can't it's no fun ignoring them if you don't know they're there. Almost every time we have a discussion of some kind mm-hmm. about the USGA and something they've done. Mm-hmm. There's a whole lot of things that we don't like about it. So they must have been listening to the show. <laughs> they're trying to placate us time, so she's telling me <laughs> they did some stuff that we can't really complain about <laughs> so i think they must have taken off a blue blazer or two and took a breath <laughs> said let's just do something good for the game well again all of these as far as i can tell all of these come into play basically only when you're competing in an official capacity well we got a competitor sitting right next to me here so we'll hear some takes on that from her too yeah yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the big one, for, I'm sure, that would that would make competitors feel good is that you can now replace a club if it breaks as long as you didn't break it in anger. That's kind of nice. So, yeah. all right, Ava, so let's say that you hit a shot out of the trees because you're playing a partner event and your partner is John. He hits the <laughs> tee ball into the woods, right? And you uh-huh. can... No, it, he's very reliable in that regard. <laughs> but... You've got to hit a shot out of the trees and you take a swing at it and your, your follow through the shaft breaks on a tree. So it's broken during the normal course of play. You can now replace that club. So here's one. It doesn't work. Okay. So John hits that shot into the trees for the ninth time in a row today. Well, he gets so mad, you know, he, his his mustache curls up, his his face turns red, and he takes his club and he bisects it with his knee. <laughs> that is not replaceable. Is not replaceable. <laughs> Ava needs to be closer to the mic, Jeff. You got to get in. So if you didn't do it on purpose, right? If you yeah. didn't do it on purpose, right? Well, in the example they use is Webb Simpson when he he uh, cracked the head of his driver. Right. Um, and they wouldn't let him replace it with a new driver. He had to he had to play the rest of the round, and it was in a tournament. He had to play the rest of the round without a driver, Yeah, which, and I which handicapped him pretty, severely. Yeah, right. I think that that's a pretty smart thing to make sense of. It's not your fault. You know, it's manufacturer's right. defect or wear and tear or something. Mm-hmm. You ought to be able to replace that. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad that they did that. I am too. To their senses on that thing. What what's the deal though with the uh, the I don't want to say crippled but the <laughs> the handicapped there there are rules to make it easier more inclusive for people with with physical disabilities to play well, in competition. That's a good idea. I mean, go back and think about um, Casey Martin a long time ago. Um, right. You know, mini tour player turned PGA tour player, and he had this disease in his leg 
-hmm. And, you know, walking was certainly part of the tournament and they, they wouldn't let him take a golf cart. And there was a big flap about that. Right. Cause he could still physically perform, but he couldn't really walk to his ball up and down hills and all that stuff. And right. so for a long time, they said, well, that's just part of the game. You know, we're playing this game. It's not just stand, hit a ball and go. And so they relaxed that rule a little bit this time. And they said, cool. okay, so if you need something like that, we're going to say it's okay. Now, is that basically so that Tiger can uh, play in more tournaments? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Just ask. thought about where that may have come from, right? <laughs> just, just asking. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> he's pretty good for golf, but he does wear walk, down a little bit. Walking's a problem with the Mandy these days. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty interesting. Maybe that's, uh, maybe that had a little bit to do with it. What do you think? Ava, you think that Tiger being unable to walk 18 holes easily, I think that affect him in his tournament performance? Possibly. <laughs> I think he hadn't played in a PGA tour tournament in, you know, a year. Um, you know, he played in a couple and tried and didn't do so well because of wear and tear. You think that may have been an influence? So are you saying the PGA tour can influence the USGA rules makers? Maybe. <laughs> or, or is it CBS? <laughs> Who needs the ratings? Because nobody watches if Tiger's not playing in the tournament, man. Well, I think that, you know, if you think about that for a second, here we are in the era of live golf and the PGA Tour. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the stars are jumping ship. Yeah. Going to something that's not on television. You know, CBS is getting in there going, Hey, we got this long-term contract with the PGA tour. That's right. We need some viewers. <laughs> somebody let's, do something. Let's get tiger back on television on the yeah. golf course. Let's put Maybe. somebody in here. Whose name we recognize, you know, I, he's the guy that moves the needle anyway. Yeah. Oh yeah. He is. Well, that's he is, an definitely. interesting conspiracy theory you got going there. And it just came to me, man. It's not like, you know, like, I worked on it or anything. It just popped into my meager little brain just, just a second ago. You're starting something now, aren't you? I you're am. Gonna go, you're going to go start posting this all over social media and create a storm, aren't you? I'm going to try. Uh -huh. Anonymously. Anonymously, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There, there goes those guys from that second best show. Now we know why they're only second best. Because <laughs> we don't have a mod major multimedia corporation behind us. <laughs> That's right, that's why we're second. Oh, man. Still got to remember Fuzzy's line, though. He said golf, and he was talking about the game and the professional and amateur sections of it. He was talking about the game, and he said golf is the only game where the amateurs make the rules. You know, it, there's a lot of truth in that because it, it's really this, this game, oddly enough, you know, it, it started – and the, the governing body started by having their own tournaments and still do governing all the amateur play. Yeah. And when the professional game came about, they adopted all those rules. Yep. And so that's really where that is. The PGA tour could come up with their own version of those rules and just do it themselves and say, this is our tour. This is what we're going to do. But they've adopted the USGA's rules. And, and it's easier. Um, 
to make it easy. Can you imagine the 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 struggle that the the amateurs would go go through? This is that discussion of bifurcation, you know, mm-hmm. rules for one group of people versus rules for the rest of them. Right. Yeah, it would be Here's difficult. Here's what the PGA Tour is going to do. Well, maybe the the RNA has a different set of rules now, and that the the DP World Tour now wants to play by their set of rules. Next thing you know, there's no consistency in this. Yeah. yeah. So I think there'd be a lot of headaches going on if everybody was playing by their own rules. And I guess the other rule that's probably being touted as is is a very good thing is that when you're dropping a ball and you get it set and it it moves through no fault of your own like the wind blows it or it's yeah. it's on and it moves a little bit it's not a penalty yeah i think that that's just kind of a hassle because they you watch it happen you watch somebody either replace a ball on a green after marking it and the gust of wind comes along yeah. you know and it's to no fault of the player yeah. and to have it either have to go play it from where it now lies or to go, you know, to have a penalty and have it replaced. It's just penalizing a tournament player for something. And that's pretty costly. It is indeed. And it's, it, it, and again, because it's no fault of your own that, uh, that, that made it extra frustrating to, to people, but you want to talk yeah. about competition. Let's talk about what you got to do to, uh, to get ready for a round that that counts. And we're gonna do that with a 15-year-old golf champion. When we come right back, we are Those Weekend Golf Guys. Why don't you follow us on Twitter? It's very easy, just go to twitter.com. We are at WKND Golf Guys. That is it, WKND Golf Guys on Twitter. Follow us, we love it. If you still haven't gotten a golf trip on the calendar this year, there is still time to make it happen at French Lick Resort. This is the only place you can play courses by Pete Dye and Donald Ross together at the same property. You can play both championship courses through October 31st when you book the Hall of Fame package. Golf season lasts well into the fall in southern Indiana. Go to FrenchLick.com to start planning. Again, that's FrenchLick.com. Must be 21 to enter casino. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Generic Sildenafil allows you to save up to $650 on Viagra. Why pay name brand prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get the same results for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 50 generic Sildenafil pills for just $99. Call 800-705-4051. That's 800-705-4051. Again, 800-705-4051. And as us, those weekend golf guys, I am John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith, his uh, premier student. Would that be an accurate way to describe the young lady sitting next to you right now? It, it is because she's sitting here right now next to me, and I'm going to get hit and kicked and punched if I don't agree with that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> right now you're getting you're I'm getting a look. Guy. But we have talked about her a few times here in the, in the past uh, few months on the show. Ava Bunker. First off, congratulations on your summer. It seems to have been very, very productive for you. Yeah, thank you. How pressure packed was it for you? It was, it was a lot, but okay, <laughs> it was, it was fun. One of the best summers I've had, and then ended it with a pretty good fall season during high school. Yeah, we heard about that. Yeah, 
So are they going to let you play or is, is like all the other high school golfers said, no, we're not playing if Ava's coming because <laughs> she's going to make us look bad. Ava has this kind of a grueling schedule mm-hmm. throughout the spring, summer and fall. It, it's constant. There's, there's always an event. There's always practice for that. There's always the prep for it. Mm-hmm. But some events are a bit more higher on the, the scale than other events as, as always, right? There's the ones that you consider the ones that are the more important ones, mm-hmm. the ones that have more emotional value. Those are the ones that are pretty interesting because there's a different level of preparation. Does, does, does an event that means a lot more to you and, and you prepare more for it, do you prepare more? Is, is there more pressure because you're preparing more? Are you actually creating maybe additional pressure on yourself, getting ready at a higher level? I mean, I try not to put any pressure on myself because it just means, I mean, more pressure. That means you're going to be more stressed. And that means if you're more stressed, you're most likely not going to do better. Right. So I just try to treat every tournament the same, no matter how big, no matter how small it is, just treat it the same. That way I don't create even more pressure that way i'm not nervous which i mean i don't really get nervous more pressure means less fun yeah and, and you have fun means- and you have fun playing even in tournaments even in in pressure situations you enjoy the hell out yeah. of it don't you yeah it's fun i mean yeah. it's the thing i do Compl- yeah <laughs> fun. see some play for fun some no, if I'm not winning, if I'm not competing, it's not fun. How do you prepare? I mean, you you have a consistent regimen yeah. daily. I mean, do you do anything different if it's a tournament that you really want to win coming up soon? I mean, I normally just do the same thing. I just, I get there about two hours early. I warm up and then I have to eat brown rice before I play, no matter if it's like nine in the morning or Two in the afternoon, have to eat that brown rice. Okay. <laughs> and then, I mean, really, that's all I do. And then I just prepare weekly, just with the normal practice schedule. Mm-hmm. What What is that normal practice schedule for you? Well, that normal practice schedule. So, actually, these last couple of days, I've been at the course for about six to eight hours straight. Mm-hmm. And so normally I like, I practice and I play 18 holes and I play 18 about three times, three to four times a week. And then other days it's just range day. And then I also work out Mondays and Wednesday mornings. Okay. At like six and 7 a.m. John's tired already. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going back to bed. This is too much for me. Yeah. But I mean, that's you. Some of the people now are going, well, wait a minute. How does she's 15? How does she play 18 holes? All that. What, what is your, what else do you do, but play golf? Um, well, I mean, I do school of course. Okay. Um, but that's online. And then if I'm not doing school or golf, um, what do I do other than that? <laughs> well, you got friends, you know? Yeah. I mean, some friends. I play with my dog. Okay. Do you have any good friends that don't play golf? I didn't think so. <laughs> no, I mean, none that I've kept. 
Really? Yeah. They've either moved away or they don't want to be friends anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's the thing. People gravitate toward uh, friends that are have very similar interests. Yes. Yeah. You know, so I would imagine as as any golfer, I've gone through that as a as a golf instructor. Almost all of my friends are. Uh, professional instructors or golfers because mm. that's the world that I live in. Right. And, you know, occasionally, you know, someone from outside of that arena uh, is, is a trusted friend, broadcast partners, something sure. along those lines. Right. Right. Yes. But, you know, you, you think about that and, and I think that's just a matter of a function of where you are and where you spend all your time and who you see. And that's where Ava is. She's at the golf course a lot. Right. And so the people she sees and she's around a lot are, are golfers. Yeah. And she goes to tournaments and she sees a lot of the same people in, in some of these tournaments and they get together and become friends. I mean, they're the iconic photographs of um, uh, Justin Thomas and, um, I can never remember his name, his good Jordan. buddy, Jordan Spieth. Thank you. Who have, they've been friends and competitors since like they were 12 years old and they've, they've competed against each other at the highest echelons of junior golf and collegiate golf and now professional golf. And I mean, they, they've been tight for a very long time. And I'm sure you have some friendships, Ava, like that, that, some people that you run into at tournaments, every tournament you go to, the same people are there and you get to be uh, good friends with them. So in another couple of years when, you know, you're leading the LPGA money list and we see keep seeing pictures of you and all these <laughs> other other friends of yours you've been playing golf against since you were like 10. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's laughing at money list. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's playing just for the fun. Well, I mean, you, you're you're looking money. Yeah, you're 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 preparing yourself for a professional golf career, are you not, Ava? Yeah. Okay. So there's, there's always a goal that everybody has long term, and you know, it, you, you take the the necessary steps to get there, you know, and and all the tournaments that Ava plays in, there's always preparation for the tournaments and she's doing it while enjoying herself. Mm -hmm. And and that's the key piece because if you're doing it and it's a job, then all you do is you wind up adulting way too soon. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then the thing you're doing becomes a lot less fun to do. And then you go seek other things to go entertain yourself with. But Ava's smart. She's doing the thing that can, she can do the rest of her life and have fun doing. And Later on, it'll pay off in different ways. So it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. And the good thing is that you're doing it because you want to do it. You're not, you're not doing it to be somebody else's career vicariously who didn't get to do what they wanted to do. Yeah. A a lot of junior golfers get burned out because of that, that they don't really want to do it. They're doing it because dad or mom want them to do it. Yeah. And I've seen that too. Like I've seen many people be burnt out because, they're 
parents either put them in this or they're doing too much stuff at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like they're doing four sports at the same time. Yeah. They're, they're doing the golf to placate the parents and they're doing the stuff they want to do also at yeah. the same time, which, which makes it difficult. Yeah. Yeah. You, you have a, a, along those lines, I understand we don't have to get real personal, but you've got a very great situation parentally, don't you? Yes, I do. They're like behind you 157.3%, I believe. We did the math last week. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a strange number, but yeah. <laughs> He's a strange guy. <laughs> no, but I mean, you have to it, you have to be all in. I mean, you, you, you played in California during the summer. You played in North Carolina during the summer and you were going back and forth and all around. And I'm, I'm sure they just didn't hand you the keys to the car or hand you an airline ticket and said, you know, send us a postcard. I can't drive anyway. So. Oh. <laughs> uh, creeping up on it, though. That'll be next on the list. Pretty soon it'll be uh, get the learner's permit. Pretty soon <laughs> it'll be learn to drive. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know. She'll be driving herself to the golf course In my pretty car. down the street. Right now, she drives a whole six houses down to the clubhouse. In a golf cart. They do it. They use a golf cart now. So. Oh, okay. Well, if you can, if you can drive a golf cart, you can drive a car. It ain't if no you different. Drive a golf cart, you can drive anything. That's right. Yeah. I should be able to drive a forklift by next year. Sure. <laughs> Why not? He said. Yeah, Amazon's always looking for forklift drivers. You know what? We got them right up the road. <laughs> That's right. There's a huge. That is cool. All right. So some more specific technique, um, and then some suggestions from the master uh, coach here on how to prepare when it's important. And it it doesn't have to be just a, a tournament for for anything. I mean, it could be a, a round with some people that you really want to impress. It could be some an important round like that, right? Well, you know, I think that some rounds have more emotional value than others. Yes, they do. And, you know, my, my advice on preparation for that, you know, we can get into that a little longer, but generally speaking, it's work your priorities first. The things that are more critical to your happiness and success on the golf course, work those things first. And then you can start working your way down the list of things that won't hurt your score as much. Um, <laughs> okay. Second. Right. right? So right. be a really good putter, you know, okay. be a really good driver of the ball and be a really good wedge player. Those are the things that will make or break around the golf. Yeah, indeed. We'll uh, delve deeper into that when we come right back. Hang with us. We are those weekend golf guys. If you owe the IRS 10000 or more in taxes, please listen to this important message. The IRS is aggressively hiring and quickly ramping up their tax collection team. Act now and protect yourself with a call to Tax Alliance. Don't let the money you owe the IRS keep you up at night and ruin your life. You may be surprised at how much having Tax Alliance on your side can protect you from the IRS collections and help you save thousands on what you owe. Here's what a customer had to say. Tax Alliance did an amazing job helping me through a quite difficult situation, saving me tens and thousands of dollars that I would have been paying for many years to come. 
Tax Alliance is rated A-plus with a Better Business Bureau with no consumer complaints. If you owe the IRS at least $10,000 or more in back taxes, have unfiled returns, or have a payment plan and are still frustrated, call Tax Alliance now for a free consultation. 800-987-1097. 800-987-1097. That's 800-987-1097. Tax Alliance, your tax resolution solution. And we are back, those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. Ava Bunker is with us here also. So, Jeff, just uh, before we left last time, now when you said be a really good driver, be a really good chipper, be a really good wedge player, be a really good putter, I mean, if you've got, if you're really good at all three of those, you're a great golfer. Were you saying pick one of those to be good at, or were you saying work I'm at being good at those all priorities. of priorities. Those okay. are the big three okay. that can really help your game for example, you miss an iron here or there and you got to get it up and down. Right. You know, if you spend a good amount of time getting the ball up and down in practice, randomizing your practice, meaning throw a ball out to here, go get it up and down, go pick it up out of the hole, go throw it someplace else, go get it up and down again. You're putting pressure on the wedge shot and then you're putting pressure on the putt. So right. it isn't a matter of, hey, let's go hit 25 chips or pitches in a row and then go hit 25 putts in a row that's not it because on the golf course there's pressure of that so to make yourself happy go practice harder on those pressure situations not a lot of people create pressure on their golf game with the second shot the one into the green it's usually the tee shot that the pressure gets gets there or it's the short shot around the green and the putt Mm-hmm. those are the ones where they can't handle the pressure and certain things go off sideways. Right. So spend a little bit more time being a terrific driver of the golf ball because John, you know what it is when you play golf. If you're a great driver of the golf ball and you're up the middle of the fairway versus being in the trees, mm-hmm. you know what that does to your entire day. Oh yeah. So if you're really good off the tee, like Ava's good off the tee, She's rarely in real trouble off the tee. So her second shots become easier. And so do the putts because you're not in fear of where your golf ball might end up on the very next swing because you got to, it puts a lot of pressure on a putt to know that you got to walk to the next tee and then hope you can find it and still get (laughs) through the round of golf. Right. Know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. I remember those days. Yes, I do. You do. I do. But since you become a much better driver of the golf ball, putting becomes easier Mm -hmm. because you're not in fear that you're going to stand up on the next shot and smash it into oblivion and put all the pressure of your score on the putter. Now, I I think what you said though, with the practice thing in, because the routine you watch most of the guys do at the, at the putting green is they throw three or four balls down and just hit all three or four from where they're at. And then they go get them and they move the three or four to a different place and do do that. But the putting, even in practice, putting the pressure of only giving yourself one chance to get it right. Yeah, builds it. That's, that's something that Ava does in her practice is she'll go and she'll read the putt and she'll go and she'll make the putt and then go pick the ball up out of the hole and go throw it and then go do through the whole routine again. Mm-hmm. So she creates not only the scenario, but the pressure that goes with that 
and you create how you're going to behave, how you're going to read the putt, how you're going to go about each and every one of preparing to make that putt. That's a much better way of going about yeah. warming up and prepping for a round of golf that you, that you care about. Yeah. Because the other way is warming up, but it's just warming up your, your body. It's not warming up your mind or your technique or anything like that. So Ava, take me through your, your, your warm up and your prep for a tournament. Like when you get down to Pinehurst and you're playing in the, uh, in the North and South, tell me a little bit about how you prepare for a round like that. I mean, so I just, I got up, I ate breakfast, I get dressed, you know, just all those normal basic things, get down there two hours early, set everything up, get to the range first, because I mean, there's normally people you might have to wait here because of there's so many people you might not have to wait. So just go to the range first. After that, I would go chip and then do up and downs. And then I would go putting, I would calibrate and I go back to the range just to hit like an eight iron and a driver, just a couple shots, make sure I didn't mess anything up in that, you know, hour and a half time frame. <laughs> and then go to the bathroom, eat, and I'm off. And you know how she listed that out in order? Because mm -hmm. she's done it so many times that mm -hmm. that's the prep routine right there. Yeah, it is. It has become the routine. John, she yeah. plays in tournaments that she cares about. She said two hours. When's the last time you showed up at a golf course more than 20 minutes in advance of your tea time? <laughs> there is a two in there <laughs> more than 20 minutes john have you done it um only only for that uh pro-am only for the pro-am mm -hmm. what'd you do in the prep for that in the pro-am sat around <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what i was gonna say i think i know because i was there you sat in a golf cart talked to a bunch of people that's right <laughs> like the radio king holding court. It was networking, buddy. Networking. <laughs> but do you hear the difference in in the the preparation level uh, from someone who competes and does it on a regular basis and has mm -hmm. learned what their routine is on how to be ready to go for the round of golf, right? Versus you who just shows oh, yeah. up to the golf course, yeah. And the, the oh, guy yeah, one who's... more thing about preparation for golf tournaments. Yes. Ava, tell me, how clean are your golf clubs before you go play in a golf tournament? Um, like, there's no dirt in the grooves in your clubs. No. No. <laughs> I mean, I normally clean them about, like, the day before. Right. Like, deep clean them. I think deep cleaned them yesterday, and then I'll probably deep clean them again. So you know what grooves really are. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> John. <laughs> right. I'm just pointing that out. I've seen John's clubs. And frequently. Are they a little, little? It looks like a layer of um, brown icing on a cake. Right. <laughs> and there are no grooves. It's just there. And you can see them. You can see them. Yeah. On the yeah. end. Yeah. yeah, on the on the hosel end, <laughs> right? The toe end is kind of caked in and smashed in dirt and stuff on there.
but no, see, there's, there is that level of preparation from a good player to the regular player who knows that cleaning clubs means you get better control over your golf ball. Yeah. I know, John, you're working on the theory of, well, if I have so much dirt on my clubs, there's no real spin. And so <laughs> it'll stay in the fairway longer. <laughs> I know you've been working on that theory, but it's yeah. not quite. I mean, you know, if it works, if paying, the, if paying the guy who greets you at the 18th green, five bucks to clean your clubs is not sufficient, then why bother? You know, <laughs> that's you all gonna, I got to say. You got to hand him the five bucks and you're going to stand there and watch him. Oh man. No, I, in fact, I was, I played in a, uh, in a scramble just uh, about three weeks ago and spent a large amount of time in the garage cleaning the clubs the night before I did. And why'd you do that? I was bored. <laughs> there, was, there was nothing good on TV. No, I, I did it because I wanted to make sure that the clubs worked to their the epitome of how they were designed. Sure. So that confirms <laughs> is, the fact. Is that she giving me attitude? No, no, no. Huh? She, she can give that. you attitude. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. So what, what you just confirmed was that when it starts to matter, uh-huh. even you treat it more Differently. seriously. Yes. As opposed to just Mr. Relaxation on the golf course. Right. You don't care. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. 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 That's a lesson for everybody out there. At, at some point it becomes important enough to do the right thing. So do the right thing all the time and you'll have more fun. Yeah. Hey, as an aside, are those uh, groove sharpeners legal? I don't know if they're legal, but I do see people using, using all kinds of things from ice picks to, screwdrivers to all kinds of things yeah. to an all, you know, to, to scrape out the stuff out of there. But I don't believe that you're allowed to alter the groove pattern, but who's checking. Yeah. So just don't, don't do it on the first tee when everybody's looking and you'll be fine. Yeah. I think at that point, if you're going to work on your grooves, do that at home, but on the golf course, just use a golf tee. Yeah. Just clean out your stuff that way. You know, Water and a golf tee works great. It but does. People try to do all kinds of things. And you know, what's funny about that, when I see people and they're trying to get extra spin by doing that, all they do is start ripping up their golf balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Start using the edges, get a little too sharp next, on the grooves. Next thing you know, they're having these little, there's little, these little rip marks on the, on the golf ball itself. And then they're costing themselves some extra money. Yeah. When you, when you've got metal shavings coming off the face of your clubs, you probably are going a little too deep. I would think. I would think so. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure that there are some rules of the shape and the depth that they're allowed to be, but who's going to check. Yeah. And the other thing that comes up as another aside is golf towels. They seem to be ineffective in cleaning the face of clubs. They kind of just water smear the towel. crap around. Huh? Just kind of clean it. That's what I do. Yeah. 
You say wet towel. Yeah. Not not available to a lot of uh, amateurs on a golf course, unless, of course, it's rained recently. How about before you go play, there's a bathroom and you take the towel in there, put it in a sink and put some water on it. Or even the ball washers have some sort of liquid in there. Usually it's water. <laughs> and you could use a water bottle and pour it on your Lots towel. Yeah, that's it. Ways to get it wet. <laughs> get a buck fifty for this bottle of water, and I'll just pour it on my towel. All right. <laughs> you could bring some water bottle from home too. You know. Yeah. Okay, so I've paid ninety-seven cents for it then. Can from home, you. you've got there it. You go. All right. So the bottom line is that even even people who don't take it totally seriously have occasion to uh, to prepare differently because. Suddenly, it's a little more important for them. Or prepare it all for it would be good. Yeah. yeah. That's always good. Again, we're talking time, man. You know, I mean, you have to, you have to be able to dedicate time. And, uh, and a lot of us don't have the time to dedicate. You know? And it's not an excuse. Don't look at me in that tone of voice, man. <laughs> I was looking at you like <laughs> You got a one o'clock tea time. Why don't you just tell yourself it's really at twelve thirty? Okay. Then, well, you see, you show can, up. Yeah, and you'll have the time to do the prep work to play a better round of golf, and you'll be happier at the end. Yeah, 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 hon. I'd, I'd love to help and stay, but uh, you know, I've got to get to the golf course a couple hours early for my four and a half hour round. I'll be back sometime in about seven or eight hours. Hour before is not horrible. It's not. Okay. All right. If you say so. <laughs> it's really not, John. I mean, come on. Okay. I'll We're, give you uh, give you my wife's phone number and you can call her next time. You well, ask permission. I'll, I'll, I'll stand on the side of your wife for just a second. Okay. John, you've got 45 extra minutes to go play golf if it's more effective when you're here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Jeff and I are going to have a discussion. We'll be right back. We are those weekend golf guys. No more mold. No more damage. No more outdated old bathroom. No more slipping and hurting. No more stress. Make your ordinary bathroom extraordinary for only $99 per month. New shower, new door, new tub, new wall, new anti-slip technology. Be stress-free. Call 800-840-4588. BCI Bath and Shower is made in America for the highest quality. Ask about our military and senior discounts. Your dream bathroom in as little as one day. First 50 callers save $1,500 on a never clear glass treated door. Call now for free premium color upgrades. 800-840-4588. Call BCI Bath and Shower, the leader in bathroom remodeling. Be smart, safe, and stay a step ahead of inflation with our interest-free financing options. Call 800-840-4588. Love your bathroom with free upgrades. Call 800-840-4588. That's 800-840-4588. All right, so first off, again, Ava Bunker, thank you for uh, hanging out with us here a little bit, and congratulations on uh, your summer and your fall. Um, as as we say, kicking ass, taking names. Yeah, thank you for having me, and I hope it will be better next season. I have a couple more goals that I want to get and accomplish. Cool. So, how long before you start seriously talking to uh, college co- uh, 
recruiters and coaches and stuff, or have you started that already? She's not really allowed to talk directly okay. to college coaches um, and have a conversation until her junior year. Okay. And you're you're gonna going into your sophomore year. Yes. Okay. Well, again, good luck in uh, in every everything you're uh, entering and trying to win uh, for the next upcoming season. And I'm sure we'll have you back. Follow your career with rapt uh, anticipation. <laughs> so now you're going to go out and not like do some work out on the golf course. Yeah, yeah. probably at the range for a little bit. So what happens now? I mean, it's been unseasonably warm, but at the end of this week, it's supposed to go back to being like November. You still just dress more warmly and play, or do you take I take cold off? I go out and play. I'm going to Florida twice. Sounds great. All right. I'm a little tired of that reading about what's going on in Florida. Next thing you know, we've got another massive storm down there. You're like, come on. Oh, it was a yeah. category one, but of course it's hitting Palm Beach where I'm going next. <laughs> Orlando, now it's oh, Orlando, Palm Beach. Yeah, that sounds that sounds typical. I got to tell you, I, I get AccuWeather alerts for every place I've ever been on. And I would have asked for the weather on my phone that still thinks so. I'm, there's a tropical storm heading to Orlando today. I already got the uh, the alert to be watching out for a tropical storm in Orlando. So keep it up. Ava Bunker. Thank you, man. And, uh, and again, I just to recap, just hey, you know, driving wedge play putting, get good at those. And you're going to be much better on the golf course for any occasion. Takes a lot of stress out. Those weekend golf you can check us out there anytime you may miss a, a program. You can check us on Facebook at facebook.com slash golf guys. Uh, he's Jeff Smith golf instruction uh, at on Instagram. I'm John dot the golf guy on Instagram and uh, WKND golf guys on Twitter. That's how you get in touch with us. And again, you got a problem you want Jeff to fix on the radio. Give us a call. Give us a shout out on email. We'll get with you. We'll uh, make arrangements, get you on the show and uh, fix you live and in person right here on those weekend golf guys. Otherwise, you know, clean your grooves, get your routine down and go out and Hey, play some golf.